Special shout out to today's episode to SeatGeek. We recently partnered with them to become a brand ambassador. What does that mean? Well, for you, it means you get a special discount when you make your first ticket purchase with SeatGeek. With my code, InjuredListPod, you will get $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is a ticket purchasing app that takes all the confusion out of buying tickets to your favorite sports, concert events, and more. They score each ticket on a scale of 1 to 10 to help you know if you're getting a good deal. Green is good, red is bad. My followers get $20 off their first ticket purchase using my code, InjuredListPod. Click on the link in the show notes and browse for your favorite events. Your next big night ever is waiting, and they have the tickets. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. List Podcast, your source for all sports injury topics. For the weekend warrior to the sports fantasy guru, we keep you in the action and out of the injured list. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the host of the Injured List Podcast, Brian Scott. Hey everyone, Brian Scott, your host here. Welcome to the Injured List Podcast. And in this Super Bowl 57 special episode, we're going to break down some of the injury concerns heading into the big game. We're also going to examine one of the more remarkable comebacks from a potential career-threatening injury that I've seen in a long time as we delve into the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Center, Ryan Jensen's injury story. So sit back, get comfortable, and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. This is the Injured List Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Are you interested in being a guest on the show? Or do you know someone who would make a good guest? Want Brian Scott to be on your show? If so, share the podcast with your friends. Or drop us a line and we will get back to you right away. Email us at theinjuredlist411 at gmail.com or visit our website at www.theinjuredlist.com. Special shout out to today's episode to SeatGeek. We recently partnered with them to become a brand ambassador. What does that mean? Well, for you, it means you get a special discount when you make your first ticket purchase with SeatGeek. With my code, InjuredListPod, you will get $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is a ticket purchasing app it takes all the confusion out of buying tickets to your favorite sports, concert events, and more. They score each ticket on a scale of 1 to 10 to help you know if you're getting a good deal. Green is good, red is bad. My followers get $20 off their first ticket purchase using my code, InjuredListPod. Click on the link in the show notes and browse for your favorite events. Your next big night ever is waiting, and they have the tickets. Hey guys, welcome back. Six months ago, when the NFL training camp opened up, 
Ryan Jensen of the Tampa Bay Bucks was entering his ninth year in the league. Now at six foot four, 319 pounds, he's not what you would consider the typical physical specimen when you see somebody anchoring the offensive line at center position, but that's okay. He's still been very successful. He was drafted in 2013 in the sixth round, pick number 203 by Baltimore out of powerhouse division two college, Colorado state Pueblo. Uh, he joined the Bucks in 2018, and he go on to make his first Pro Bowl and only Pro Bowl to date in 2021. Now, throughout his career, he had to work hard to make it to this level and earn a starting role on an NFL team. He worked his way up to the Pro Bowl status and held the Bucks to the Super Bowl in Tom Brady's first year with the team after leaving New England. All that hard work and the achievements were almost gone in an instant, however, on the second day of training camp this year. While he was engaged in a block during drills, one of his teammates rolled up onto his knee and you could hear the screams from the sideline. And there was an eerie silence that followed. Now I watched the video of this injury and the injury aftermath. And you can obviously see the concern on the faces of teammates. Um, They all gathered around uh, the medical cart uh, and wished him well as he was being carted off the field from the beginning. It did not look good. And when you see a lineman go down like that, you always fear the worst broken leg, torn up ligaments. It could not have been good. Uh, As reports soon surfaced describing the extent of the damage, it was assumed that he was going to need season-ending knee surgery, and he'd probably be lost not only for the season at least, but potentially this could spell the end of a solid career. I mean, let's face it, nine years in the league, no matter what position, is way above the league average. Time is running out. He would go on to see multiple uh, orthopedic and sports medicine specialists, as we would later find out. Apparently, only one of them offered him non-surgical treatment option for his knee. And as he would tell reporters just a few weeks ago while interviewed after he made his return, um, his, the injury, the extent of his injuries was not minor. He had a partial ATL, ACL tear, a complete MCL and PCL tear, a bucket handle tear of the meniscus, as well as fractures to a portion of his tibia and uh, what sounds like a articular cartilage fracture. Now, he opted for no surgery. I repeat, he opted for no surgery. And that is definitely not something I would have recommended being in the healthcare field and doing sports medicine. But ultimately, the athlete has to make that decision for themselves. He apparently went through a period of immobilization, uh, followed by extensive physical therapy, and then some form of stem cell treatments and other non-invasive procedures, all of which enabled him to come off of IR on December 28th, as he was originally planned, and make it back for his team's final regular season game. Now, this is a remarkable turnaround for such extensive injuries to the knee joint. There's a very good article actually written by Dan Pompey of The Athletic that details um, his uh, Ryan Jensen's road back to football. It's actually really good. Highly recommend you read it. Um, but just how bad were his injuries? Well, an ACL injury alone usually warrants surgical reconstruction, as does, in some cases, a completely torn MCL. But even more serious than either of these two injuries, however, were the bucket handle meniscus tear and the cartilage fracture on the tibia. These injuries in particular can have some really long-lasting consequences to the overall health of the knee joint. And having a bucket handle meniscus tear can pose several different problems. For one, it can cause the knee to lock up or freeze if the flipped piece of meniscus were to get lodged in the joint. This loose piece can also cause significant damage 
to the articular cartilage. It's basically the equivalent of like dropping a coin into the engine block of your car and praying that it doesn't cause any damage to the internal components. Now, surgically, these injuries can be addressed in most cases to help mitigate any further damage and help restore the stability and functionality of the knee. There are also some less conventional non-invasive procedures and treatments that can be done as well, but the efficacy of these methods is still very much contested in the literature, and not a lot of practitioners will recommend it often, especially for an NFL lineman. Now, while he did make a return to play wearing a knee brace, I'm still a little apprehensive to consider him fully recovered. Some of the structures he injured in his knee often don't heal on their own, no matter what type of intervention. Um, So it may be something that may come back to haunt him later. But one thing that you have to consider with his recovery that can't be questioned is his toughness. I mean, to be capable of making a return to the NFL with these injuries after just six months of non-surgical treatment is almost unheard of in today's world of sports medicine. He has always been regarded uh, as a tough competitor and a dedicated teammate by uh, his teammates and other players in the league. And uh, he no doubt uh, through this recovery has added to the legend that is Ryan Jensen. Uh, I'm rooting for him. I hope I'm hopeful that he will not need anything additional done, but if history tells us anything is is that eventually these injuries will probably catch up with him. And usually that does tend to happen sooner rather than later. Now with the Super Bowl just around the corner, I thought that the Ryan Jensen recovery was a fitting way to transition into the Super Bowl injury updates. It takes guts and toughness to make it this far into the NFL playoffs. And often players are grinding through injuries for much of the season as we head into the big game. This year's no different. However, one thing that is out of the ordinary this year is the lack of injuries for one of the teams playing in the Super Bowl. Of course, there are some injury updates for you, but there are also some glaring absent injury updates to provide you, which is the rarity. So when we come back from this break, I'll explain what I mean, and we'll get into some of the other injury updates that we do have. You're listening to the Injured List Podcast with your host, Brian Scott, your go-to resource for all sport injury-related topics. For show notes and other resources, visit theinjuredlist.com. Now, back to the show. All right, guys, welcome back. Now, there have been countless players that have played through injuries in the Super Bowl. And last year, I actually highlighted a few players who were injured during the big game. You can listen to that episode at theinjurelist.com or anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'll place a link to that episode in the show notes as well. Now, heading into this year's Super Bowl are several players on the Kansas City Chiefs with injury designations. Obviously, none more important than Patrick Mahomes with his high ankle sprain. Let us not forget, however, that they have had several wide receivers who are either doubtful or questionable for this weekend's championship game and have had some injury designations earlier in the week. One of them, McCall Hardman, is actually officially now out of the Super Bowl after being placed on injured reserve for a pelvic injury. Kadarius Toney has been dealing with a hamstring and an ankle injury. He hasn't yet practiced in full as of Thursday this week before the game and is limited in practice again today. He's scheduled to play, um, but whether or not he gets into full practice will remain to be seen. Now. Last week, I also put out an episode where I looked into some of the injury effects players you, um, on, of players using a quarter four IO. 
they use artificial intelligence and statistical data to justify my injury reports. And feel free to see how that works on their website. In cases where a player is listed as doubtful, typically you'll see them played about 25% of the time. Um, Hardman had been seeking some second opinions, but he just wasn't able to go and ultimately was not cleared. Now, some of the other players on the injured list, cornerback Legereus Sneed, he was dealing with concussion, and linebacker Willie Gay was dealing with a shoulder injury. Um, earlier in the week, they were listed as questionable. Now, Sneed didn't practice until Wednesday, meaning that he didn't make it out of concussion protocol until that time, and Gay had been limited in practice this week up until Thursday when he finally practiced in full. Both players are considered available and should be ready for the game and will have full uh, designations. But let us not forget about Patrick Mahomes. Now, he's coming off a high ankle injury three weeks ago. Problem is, he had no real choice but to play through the injury in the AFC Divisional game. And it was obvious that he was not even close to 100%. It's it's safe to think that he will come to the Super Bowl, um, again, not at 100%. It's highly unlikely that most high ankle sprains will be healed in three weeks' time, and especially having played in the divisional championship in between. Most high ankle sprains take at least six to eight weeks to make a full recovery, but I'd hope that he'd be at at least 75 or 85% compared to the original date of the injury. But that even that's not likely, given that he hasn't had enough time uh, since the AFC Championship game to get back to that level. So I think it's going to be more um, less than 75%. But again, he's feeling well. He's been practicing in full. I think he'll be more mobile than he was two weeks ago, but I'm, I do not expect to see Mahomes in peak form. He may be pretty similar to what we saw in the AFC Championship game. Now, that being said, let's take a look at the Eagles. In my last podcast episode, I mentioned earlier we are, where I use quarter four IO to help me dive into the statistics. You can see just how blessed the Eagles have been with avoiding injury this entire year. It's been consistent throughout the entire season. I can't overstate just how important that is to the success of a team. Yeah, Jalen Hurts had a sprained shoulder, but he's shown no ill effects from that. And at this stage, there's no reason to think that that's going to factor into the game at all. The only player that I consider who's listed on the Eagles injury report as limited that has an actual injury and was not out because of rest or some other reason is Avante Maddox, who's been dealing with some type of turf toe, I think, injury for a significant portion of the season. He's missed some time here and there throughout the, the year, but um, has still been playing through it. Landon Dickerson was dealing with an elbow injury. Lane Johnson has an adductor strain, and Cam Jorgens also had a hip issue, but they've all been dealing with some minor injuries for weeks now, and they should not be affected by game time. They're all considered full go. Um, I don't think any of these players will be out, and all three of them actually contributed and played in the NFC Divisional game. Um, Maddox has been dealing with his injury for several weeks, and even though he's been limited in practice each week, uh, he's played each time and uh, hasn't missed any significant portion of the games. And he's contributed as well. So, yeah, that's right, people. The Eagles have only what I consider one player listed uh, out because of an actual injury and not just rest. And that's remarkable because they've been basically doing that the entire year. Um, they're coming in with two weeks off. They're the healthiest team in the league, probably without question, um, all year. Uh, which has translated to one of their best seasons in franchise history. Um, playing together with the majority of your starters on both sides of the ball all season long provides a huge advantage. Um, can they use this unprecedented health to capture a Super Bowl title? We shall see, but make no mistake about it. Patrick Mahomes is going to do everything in his power to keep his team in it. 
and it should be a good one. So let's hope that both teams leave their best all out there on the field for us fans to enjoy. Good luck, everybody. Um, stay healthy, stay active, and stay off the injured list. I'm your host, Brian Scott. Thanks for tuning in. See you soon. Have a great day. Super Bowl Sunday.